Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Good evening. Welcome to all. This is the show host, Sage, the page poet. That is my signature. And it gives me great pleasure to come before you again on a terrific Tuesday night. And it is now 11, I'm sorry, it is now 8, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on tonight, February 4th, 2020, the year of perfect vision. For episode 294, we will be having what is called the Open Forum Enrichment, which is a two-hour special from 8 till 10 p.m. And our topic will be honoring Black Heritage Month. And the focus is the book, which is entitled Before the Mayflower. And this book is, of course, by author Lerone Bennett, Jr. I want to say thank you to all tuned in. <coughs> I have a bit of a dry cough tonight. Pardon me. So I have to give myself a sip of my favorite. Mint tea. And I want to thank all for tuning in tonight. I'm saying welcome now to our first caller. <laughs> welcome, caller. Announce your name and where you're calling greetings, from, please. Greetings, Francine. Greetings, greetings. Greetings, Francine. This is Skycy Reeves from the Virgin Islands. Yes, greetings, Skysky. And you're calling from which of the Virgin Islands? Please announce for everyone. I'm calling from the island of St. Croix. Wonderful, we're honored to have you on tonight and we're going to go right into the book which is entitled Before the May Flower and it is a history of the Negro in America. And this is the revised edition that we are referencing tonight. And it is a book which has been published by Penguin Books, located in Baltimore, Maryland, in North America and the US. Mm -hmm. And the author again, the name is Lerone Bennett Jr. So we're gonna get started now. And I'm just gonna read just, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Skysky, you, you had to say? Yeah. Uh, repeat um, it. In what capacity should we... I'm wondering in what capacity should we engage the, this book? Is it in, in, in terms of growth for us, or is it something that we... we, 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 we we're, referencing, um, we're referencing the book tonight. So 
passages of the book are going to be reviewed and we're going to have dialogue. That's what we're going to do tonight. Okay. Okay. So thank, I'll, thank you. Yes, sure, sure. So I'm going to start with reading the book. Um, and just for the record, this is a book that is highly regarded. It's a book that most academia communities that will be your colleges and your universities have as a required text. So this is a book that um, it's one that is highly recommended for any person of color to read. It is a suggested reading and it's also a recommended reading. If you attend a college or a university, it's one of the books that you are required to read in African studies. So we're gonna look at it more closely. Sure, we're gonna look at it more closely because there's a lot in it that pertains to us as a people. And being that this is what's recognized as Black History Month in the States, um, we're going to have each week, we're going to have a different book that we're going to review and we're going to study and look at it closely because it pertains to us as a people, as a historic text to reference, and we'll just have our dialogue about it, okay? Now, this book, again, it's entitled Before the Mayflower. It's a history of the Negro in America. And the years that are covered in the content, as for the content of this book, are years 1619 through 1964. And again, the book is by Lerone Bennett, okay? And we're going to go into this book <clears throat> deeply. I, I just ask that everyone will give me a chance to read passages of the text and then we'll have the dialogue final, following the readings. Also, if you have any questions and comments, just say your name first and then I can recognize you and everyone is acknowledged in decency and in order. So first to start the book, in the book, you'll find that Lerone Bennett Jr. is acknowledging certain people, okay? First, he starts off saying, for the Negro woman, for my grandmother, mother, and wife. And he gives their names, Lucy, Alma, and Gloria. So he's acknowledging the Negro woman and that to me, for man to do that right in the beginning of his book says a lot about how he regarded the women in his life. And again, he says for the Negro woman, for my grandmother, mother and wife. I think that's very, very precious as a woman to see that and, and to know that he acknowledges the woman of color in his book. And this is a book that, again, is highly regarded in the academia communities, but also within the Black community in the states at large. So we're going to go deep in the book. <clears throat> and I just ask everyone to bear with me. Now, this book, and I'm just reading right now, 
as the book reads. This book grew out of a series of articles which were published originally in Ebony Magazine. And for those that <clears throat> may not be aware of Ebony and what Ebony Magazine lists as for the content and subject matter, Ebony Magazine is a monthly publication that focuses on news, culture, and entertainment. Its target audience is the African American community. Okay, the first issue dates November the 1st, year 1945. So Ebony Magazine's been around for several years. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, so this book grew out of a series of articles which were published originally in Ebony Magazine. The book, like the series, deals with the trials and triumphs of a group of Americans whose roots in the American soil are deeper than those of the Puritans who arrived on the celebrated Mayflower. A year after a Dutch man of war deposited 20 Negroes at Jamestown. So this book is definitely a historic book and a historic reference that every person of color needs to review. If you have not, I'm giving you the opportunity tonight, okay? We're taking two full hours and we're gonna reference some of the material. Very, very detailed historic reference text. And you're gonna hear some information for some people that you've not heard before about some of the things that occurred here in the Americas, especially North America, um, before the whites settled, okay? This is a history of the other Americans and how they came to North America and what happened to them when they got here. The story begins in Africa with the great empires of the Sudan and the Nile Valley. And it ends with the second reconstruction, which Martin Luther King Jr. and the sit-in generation are fashioning in the North and South. The story deals with the rise and growth of slavery and segregation and the continuing efforts of Negro Americans to answer the question of the Jewish poet of captivity. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? This history is founded on the work of scholars and specialists and is designed for the average reader. It is not, strictly speaking, a book for scholars, but it is as scholarly as 14 months of research could make it. Readers who would like to follow the story in greater detail are urged to read each chapter in connection with the outline of Negro history in the appendix. Without help and encouragement of many people, this book would not have been possible. So now you're going to hear about the different persons or companies that assisted with the publication of this book. John H. Johnson, the president of Johnson publishing company, conceived the idea for the series and made it possible for <clears throat> the author 
to spend 14 months researching and writing it. The editors of Johnson Published Company were also helpful with suggestions and criticism. I am especially indebted to the managing editors of Ebony, Herbert Nipson, and Arabelle Thompson, and Doris Sanders, Lucille Finney, Basil Phillips, Norman Hunter, Ariel Strong, Herbert Temple, Lacey Crawford, and Robert E. Johnson. I should like to express my appreciation to the personnel of the University of Chicago Library, the Johnson Publishing Company Library, the Hall Branch of the Chicago Public Library, and the Chicago Historical Society. And he, he thanks his wife, Gloria, also <clears throat> has many thanks for her suggestions and understanding. Whatever virtues this book has are due to the help and encouragement of other people. The errors are my own. I love that. When this material appeared in Ebony Magazine and in a bridge form, a great many readers, Negroes and whites, were surprised by the debt of involvement of Negroes in the American experience. They were surprised, for example, to discover that Negroes were at Lexington and Concord <clears throat> and that they stood with Andrew Jackson at the Battle of New Orleans and with William Lloyd Garrison in the battle against slavery. The reader, I believe, will be astonished by the richness of the Negroes' heritage. He will also perceive he or she will also perceive, I hope, that this story is relevant to the struggle of all men and women of color, as well as those that are of other ethnic groups, and that it is a moving chapter in the whole human drama. And again, this is by the author himself. He wrote those words, Lerone Bennett Jr from Chicago, Illinois. Now, as for the contents of the book, I'm just gonna read what each chapter's title says. Chapter one, the African past. So we're gonna start there and that starts on page three for anyone that's reading along. I did welcome everyone that has this book because a lot of people do. A lot of us had to read it. Those of us who attended different colleges, it doesn't matter whether it was a community college or university. <clears throat> and these are the contents. I'm going to read each chapter's title. Chapter one, the African past. We're going to start there. That is a total of 26 pages. So I'm going to skim through it, but it starts on page number three. We're going to start at that chapter. Then chapter two, before the Mayflower begins on page 29, chapter three, Negroes and the American Revolution begins on page 48. Chapter four, Behind the Cotton Curtain begins on page 70. Chapter five, Slave Revolts and Insurrections begins on page 96. Chapter six, The Generation of Crisis begins on page 127. Chapter seven, Negroes and the Civil War begins on page 160. Chapter eight, Black Power in Dixie begins on page 183. Chapter nine, The Birth of Jim Crow, begins on page 220. Chapter 10, Miscegenation in America, begins on page 242. 
Chapter 11 from Booker T. Washington to Martin Luther King Jr. begins on page 274. Chapter 12, The Bitter Harvest begins on page 327. And then the epilogue begins on page 356 and ends on page 429. In the epilogue, there's three segments. One is Landmarks and Milestones, which begins on page 360. The other is Bibliography, which begins on page 413. And then lastly, the Index, which begins on page 429. And again, we're going to start on page number three which is the chapter entitled The African Past. I think it's important uh, that we take our time. Whenever you're reading anything, <clears throat> it's very important that you take your time. And the reason why I'm mentioning that is sometimes we get a little impatient when it comes to literature because we're not encouraged in all settings to take our time and to read, we're more so encouraged to rush, okay? We're more so encouraged to rush. And when you rush, the problem is when you rush and to rush through a historic text is not a good idea. When you rush, you're gonna pass by something, just like if you're riding or driving and you rush uh, to get from one location to the other, you may miss viewing some landmarks and very significant details in, 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 in depth. And that's not good when you're wanting to gain from the experience all that you can. So I'm just encouraging everyone to keep that in mind whenever you're reading literature, Take your time, really take your time. Also, what I like about this book is there are lots of good illustrations, okay? And I'm gonna also share some of the illustrations that you'll see. You'll see the procession from the tomb at Thebes and that starts on page eight in the first chapter, the African past. Also on page nine, Queen Nefertari. It's a lot of good information about her. On page 14, uh, West African warrior. Page 15, the map of ancient Sudan or Sudan empires. On page 15, you also see Timbuktu. On page 20, the ruins of the Ethiopian temples. On page 21, the bronze head from Ifi. Page 21, the mask from the Congo. These are authentic photos as well. On page 50, the Boston Massacre, you see different photos from that. On page 50, you'll also see Christmas Attack. On page 51, the Battle of Bunker Hill. So there's a lot that you're going to see. And <clears throat> pardon me, if I mute your mic, it's only because there's some sounds in the background. And I just want to kind of um, uh, cater to the callers and make sure that our listening audience doesn't get any backfeed noise at the time of the reading. So don't feel that I am in any ways slighting you or not giving you attention. I just have to focus now on the sound quality and, and that being one without any backfeed or background noise. Thank you. 
Um, and again, these uh, things that I'm sharing now, this is very key information. Um, just sharing with all the listeners what they will see as they're reading <clears throat> as for illustrations. Page 60, the Battle of Bunker. I'm sorry, page 51, the Battle of Bunker Hill. Page 60, Richard Allen. 61, the Negro Patriot at Delaware Crossing. Phyllis Wheatley, Prince Hall. These are all historic details. Illustrations tell the story too, and they tell intimate details about our history, our story, people of color. They tell details about our story that the words or text alone don't tell, okay, in a very intimate way. Uh, page 76, the slave coffles. Page 76, the slaves working in the cotton field. You're going to see all these pictures while you're reading text that's just going to make the experience that much more enriching or one of enrichment for you as a reader. Because think about it, we weren't alive during the time of 1619 through 1964, some of us were not yet born through 1964. From 1619 through 1964, some of us were not yet born. I know I came along in 1973, so I was not here to see these things or to experience these things. So books take me on that adventure or journey and give me that up close experience about these things that occurred before I was born of a woman, that is, because we know we're always in existence. Those of us <clears throat> who are spiritual have that awakening and awareness. Page 76, slaves working in the cotton field, 77, invoice of slave sale. I mean, this book is really deep. Page 88, Fugitive Slaves at Home of Lefty Coffin, 89, Religious Ceremony in the Woods. <clears throat> Page 102, Execution of Slave Conspirator. 102, Toussaint Lavoutre. Uh, 103, Skirmish at Christiana, Pennsylvania. <clears throat> this is a lot of historic data. Page 103. Skirmish at Christiana, Pennsylvania, page 120, Nat Turner planning the revolt at a secret meeting, and then page 120 to capture Nat Turner. It's a lot, a lot of illustrations. Page 121, map of Nat Turner uprising, page 134, William Lloyd Garrison, page 134, Frederick Douglass, page 134, the burning of Pennsylvania Hall, page <clears throat> 135, Henry Box Brown, we all learned about him and how his escape to freedom, he literally was in a box and arrived, I believe, in Canada. It's just amazing how so many, the cleverness of so many people of color and indigenous people who were enslaved and how they were able to escape, even the uh, Nat Turner, the map of Nat Turner. I mean, a lot of intelligence People of color were not regarded and revered even as human during uh, those early years in America after um, the institution of slavery. Uh, and so when they ex exhibited or displayed intelligence 
and intellectualism, uh, they were in danger of being executed. Okay, it was not legal. It was not accepted for people of color to be literate, to be able to read and write English. And we know, of course, that there were languages that we spoke that were not even allowed to be spoken anymore after or and during the institution of slavery. Um, so it's a lot, it's a lot about this book entitled Before the Mayflower, a History of the Negro in America, years 1619 through 16, I'm sorry, 1619 through 1964. And there's a poem by County Cullen that begins this book as for chapter one. And remember, the first chapter is 26 pages. And we're going to really look very deep and close at that book at this time. And the chapter is entitled The African Past. There's a poem by County Cullen that begins the chapter. And it reads as follows. What is Africa to me? Copper sun or scarlet sea? Jungle star or jungle track? Strong bronze men or regal black? Women from whose loins I sprang when the birds of Eden sang. And for those that may not be aware, as for Eden, I'm going to share that information uh, because that is a historic um, reference being made from sacred texts. Okay, the Garden of Eden was also uh, referred to as paradise. <clears throat> and it is the biblical garden of God described in the book of Genesis and the book of Ezekiel. Uh, Genesis 13, 10, to be more specific, refers to the garden of God and the trees of, of the garden are mentioned in Ezekiel chapter 31. Also, the book of Zechariah and the book of Psalms also refers to trees and water without explicitly <clears throat> saying the name Eden, but we know where specifically Eden is. For those of you that do not know its location, as for Africa, the name derives from Akkadian or Edenu, from a Sumerian word, which means plain or steppe, closely related to an Aramic word, Aramic root word, meaning fruitful and well watered. Another in interpretation associates the name with the Hebrew word for pleasure. Thus do I reign's Bible in June two, two, chapter two, eight has the wording, and the Lord God had planted a paradise of pleasure rather than a garden in Eden. The Hebrew term is translated pleasure in, in Sarah's secret saying in, in Genesis chapter 18, verse 12. And I'm just going to read a little. It says, And Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being old also. Like the Genesis flood narrative, the Genesis creation narrative, and the account of the Tower of ba ba Babel, 
the story of Eden echoes the Mesopotamian. And we know, again, that's, yes, a civilization derived in Africa, myth of a king as a primordial man who is placed in a divine garden to guard the tree of life. The Hebrew Bible depicts Adam and Eve as walking around the Garden of Eden naked due to their innocence. So Eden also representing where or when we were innocent, okay? There was nothing guile or forward in the heart of man at that time or in the heart of human, meaning man and woman. The location of Eden is described in the book of Genesis as the source of four tributaries. The Garden of Eden is considered <clears throat> by many scholars at the head of the Persian Gulf, where um, we know all of that is Africa. Israel's Africa, Jerusalem is Africa, all of that is Africa. Let's be truthful here. At the head of the Persian Gulf in Southern Mesopotamia, and even the Americas is Africa. A lot of people don't realize just water separated land. Africa is more than just what some white man's who was prejudiced map showed us. And we're gonna to touch on that strongly as well. In Southern Mesopotamia now, Iraq, which is still Africa, where the Tigris River, the Euphrates run into the sea, mm-hmm, Africa, and also Armenia, Africa, and again, don't forget what I share with you. Atlantis, Africa. Yes, we need to know these things because our youth today, they're being lied to in a lot of schools in America. They're not being taught or told the whole truth. They're being taught lies and that's scary because in order for people to know themselves and where they came from, they need to know the facts. So we're taking our time to study some facts tonight. And again, the title of the I first chapter is The African Past. Please give your name whenever you want to say something. Give your name and I can acknowledge you. Thank you. With, with respect, you did say not to interject. But I, as an African descendant from the Caribbean and the West Indies, do not mm -hmm. understand the alignment with American, America rhetoric or, or literature. I am not in alignment with it. Okay, so then I need you. If, if, I need if, you to if, just kind of give me a chance to elaborate, okay? Because it's not a rebuttal right now. I'm just re referencing material from a historic account. And again, the information that I'm given is basically heritage facts. So this is not opinion right now. This is heritage. When I say things like Timbuktu, Nefertari, um, Sedan, and Mats, I'm referencing actual documentation, historical facts, not somebody's opinion. And these are actual places. You can actually Please go to the Euphrates. You can me. actually go to the Tigris. These are real rivers. This is Africa. And um, Atlantis itself, if you want to really um, state what facts are, we've been lied to. That map that a lot of oh. us reference, 
for information, that was prejudice, mm -hmm. how that map was designed. That was not telling the full truth. Africa is bigger than just what they are showing us on that map. Africa is North America too. Yes. And South America, there's only water yes. that's separating the land masses. If you really outline yes. from the, 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 the one little part of land, which is still large and vast, which they call Africa and all of the other pieces that really go with it, that's covering every island. That's covering North and South and Central America. None of that is Europe. Europeans have lied and they have shown us a map that they want us to think is accurate, not the full truth. So we, we're going into a book right now that's gonna tell us the whole, we've been told lies and pieces or parts of truth and then somebody's opinion. So we're not gonna argue we're going to hear and we're going to review because there's a lot of information we did not get in school. We were misinformed. A lot of us were miseducated. Okay. With, with respect, I'm sorry. Okay, let me read, please, because we have to get into the, the, uh, the first. This is only the first chapter the African past, a series of revolutionary discoveries has spurred a radical re-evaluation of the strong bronzed men and regal black women from whose loins sprang out one out of every 10 Americans. And I'm gonna reread that because we need to really process this information. A series of revolutionary discoveries has spurred a radical re-evaluation of the strong bronzed men and regal black women from whose loins sprang one out of every 10 Americans. This reevaluation has yielded a new perspective on African and human history. Africa, long considered the dark continent, is now regarded as the place where man first received light. And that's significant. I want you to hold that piece yeah. of information in your mind. Africa, long considered the dark continent, yeah. is now regarded as the place yeah. where man, and this is all human, first received light. Yeah. Okay, so they called it yeah. the dark continent because of the people's complexion, not because the people were without. Keep that in mind. This is where man, we're talking about the human race, first received light. That's very significant. Ancient Africans, long considered primitive and ignorant, which we know is false, are now revealed 
as creative contributors to Egyptian civilization and builders of powerful states in the Sudan. And we're going to go further with that, but I just wanted everyone to kind of get the rich, the richness of the heritage of our people, because we're not getting this in some academia institutions. There's some that they place this emphasis on the European or Europe which is not real. That's not reality. Europe did not come first. They're last. Not first. They did not come first. Those civilizations did not come. The Greek civilization took from Timbuktu, came to Timbuktu. The Greek philosophers came to Timbuktu. And that's where they gleaned to acquire the wisdom. But right. in a lot of institutions, right. they don't teach this. They teach you about Socrates and, and Aristotle, and, and they put, place the emphasis there as though they were the first teachers. They were not. Yeah, they were not the first. They came to Africa. Okay, they knelt there before the Moors and, and, and those that were the kings and acquired wisdom from them. That's right. So we need to know the facts. The facts That's are the right. facts. Facts will never lie to us. The facts are truths and their principles. They always hide it. They like to hide the truth. They hide mm-hmm. the truth. That's why they like to hide the truth. That's it. Hiding the truth all the time, even from the children. That's well, it. Children, that's what makes it so That's right. And 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 we've got to it's literature like this that I really prize because it's gonna tell you the facts, it's gonna tell you the truth, and it's gonna bring it to light. Okay, so if you've been lied to, you'll be able to say, Oh my gosh, they were lying to me when they taught me this. And you can reference what is the truth. And that's what this is all about. The disdain, right? The disdain that everyone feels is because everyone has an opportunity to unite, but yet mankind will not. You know, every African, every black man and an African-oriented person needs to think about going back to Africa. You know, we have cities bigger than uh, New York. We have, we have cities there larger than anything that can rival America. But yet still people are fearful of their own. That's true. I'm glad you said that. I'm have, glad you said that. We have all opportunity. There are there are, there are millions of there are millions of African Americans in your country who have the means and resources on which to return to Africa, but yet still they choose to remain on that continent. It is folly, and they are brainwashed beyond even comprehension. Us, us African descendants, slaves. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to share something um, I witnessed uh, being in North America, which is something that I'll never forget. I um, write for a magazine entitled Fun Times Magazine. The author is from Africa, the actual editor of Fun Times Magazine. He's Liberian. And the majority of the book 
This magazine is a month, it's a bi-monthly edition. And Fun Times magazine, you can order it online. It doesn't matter where you reside or live. It is an international publication, means it can be purchased anywhere. But the whole focus and the scope of the magazine is one one moment is telling the stories of people of color. Okay, it highlights the stories of people of color. It doesn't matter whether you're on the islands, North America, South America, Central America, Africa, um, wherever you are, it highlights your experience and the scope of it. And that's why I enjoy writing for this magazine. Now, the magazine had a release party in 2019. And for those that don't know it, 2019 marked the year of return. And during the year of return, there was a call that went out from January through December for anybody that was a person of color. If you wanted to come to Africa, you had permission. There was land even available if you wanted to purchase it to live to relocate, or if you wanted to start a business that could be established in Africa, one where you could migrate back and forth from Africa to America, from America to Africa, where you could come back and forth, that was made possible. But the king of Ghana came, one of the kings came and addressed us as a people and literally invited us to Africa. So everyone that wanted to come there were, and there's actually a website in Skyski. Yeah. I'll share this with you. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. um, share the link to the website. It's still open. That door is still open now in 2020. Anyone that wants to come to Ghana, you can go to Ghana. If you want to go on a long-term basis and relocate, you can do that. Now, this is the thing. When you go there, you got to keep in mind your mind has to be open and willing to change because you're gonna have to follow the rules, the customs and the traditions. You're gonna have to be willing to be taught because a lot of the things that we do are a little differently done there. So it's gonna take transitioning, you know, a change of mind your mind has to change. So for a lot of people, everybody's not willing to change their mm -hmm. mindset. That's why it's a challenge. It's, it's not just a fear thing. A lot of people don't wanna give up what they know. Um, a lot of people are non-resistant to change. And that is the hindrance mm -hmm. that will keep them from having that experience. I have a lot of friends that are born, they were born in Africa. They were not born in Babylon. They were not born in America. Okay, I was born here in America, but I was not raised outside. I was not raised like that. I wasn't the, the American um, experience is not the experience that I embrace. I was raised in a home environment where I was exposed to the indigenous and the African culture. And I was taught it. Are you the values? You, I was taught Indian culture. Both. You have Indian. Indian I have both. Indian, I have both. Indigenous. I have African indigenous. and I have indigenous. Okay. I have both. 
I had oh, both in every kind of understand. environment I was exposed to. It was not a Eurocentric environment. Okay, it wasn't until I started school that I began to be exposed to Eurocentric values. And of course, you get exposed through TV, through, you know, other influences like that. But in my home, it was more of the community that was indigenous and African that I embraced and I was taught. So I, I've always regarded it must have been experience. Very, very interesting. I, I could only imagine the experience. It must have been great. Yes, yes, and very spiritual. A very spiritual experience, you know. Um, music all the time. You, the drumming, the music, um, the food. I'm sorry. What was your main engagement in Christianity? No, not at all. I was taught my heritage. I was taught my heritage. And what was that? I was taught about prayer what according to like in the Bible. You 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 learn about praying the Lord's Prayer. I remember learning that very young, you know. But I was taught yes. spirituality yes. first. It wasn't about Christianity, it was spirituality. Loving who you are, where you came Can from. You elaborate? Um, honoring your elders, yes. okay? Knowing who you are, where yes. you came from. Yes. Listening to your grandparents telling you the heritage of your family. That's not Christianity at all. What, what was and the then when Christianity, wait a minute. When Christianity was being exposed, because I want us to stay on the topic too. But that's very important. It's about heritage tonight. When Christianity was exposed, okay. I was told the truth. And that's yeah. what's important. If you're going to teach yeah. Christianity as a religion, tell the truth. It wasn't right. called Christianity. Right. For those that are African and indigenous oh, heritage, that is, that is understand that. It was never Christianity that, is that our people embraced. No, that was something that was imposed on the African people. It was imposed as far as the westernized Christianity is concerned. Yes. The first church was not. That is right. Um, the first church was never a, a, a European church. Ethiopia. The first church. Yes. And the Coptic. And there's a lot of history to be Ethiopia. told. Ethiopia. And we need to teach that. Orthodox Christianity. Um, that's right. Orthodox we need to be taught. Where is them from? Who were the first bishops? They were people of color. The true history. It, they were people of color. It is unfortunate. The Europeans they came remain. later. They shall remain. Mm-hmm. That is right. So, yeah, so we really need, and, Ar and it touches, Ar this book touches on that. Mm-hmm. Jerusalem is in, in Israel. 
Jerusalem is no longer in Israel. It has been gone for thousands of uh, um, thousands, hundreds of years. Uh-huh. Jerusalem currently is no longer real Jerusalem. Jerusalem is Ethiopia, Africa, where the Ark uh-huh. of the Covenant resides. But that, that yes, is mere, right. mere, mere mortal thinking to the, to the greatest scheme of things because we do not want to be anchored by politics. We want to be free, our minds, as human beings. Not by color, not by race. We want to be free to roam like we, like all mankind should have the same freedom to do. We do not want to be restricted by, our, by, by doctrine, nor history, nor nothing. We, we deserve the right to be free, us and our children. We've been hurt for so long in this modern day and age, it is a shame that this malpractice still continues. We are just, we are mad, but we do not say anything. In turn, we turn on one another instead of uniting. And it is a disgrace, even with doctrine that is encouraging unity, because we have fallen short for money. Because every black man has the opportunity to come together and put together his resources and leave that continent and go straight back to Africa. But we still have so many excuses. Ba 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 ta 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 Kemet, Rastafari, Christian and all kind of bullshit. But still we remain here as stupid individuals like the ants always laugh and the grasshoppers laugh at humans. That is my that is what I am saying. So you it is stupid. Stupid mankind. Dumb. We are dumb and stupid. We do not. We do not grasp. And you know, we do not grasp anything that's sustainable to uh, ascension. We just stay here about our beautiful uh, um, going to the, the girls' place and getting their nails done. The man to put his jewelry on and his perfume, but there's nothing, nothing at all that the American system nor Africa thinks about spirituality. <laughs> There's only a few people in this world that really wants real unity. But you know what, Francine? The little, the, the little uh-huh. effort that you and I have taken in this Facebook and this forum that we are now expressing ourselves on, we just uh-huh. little by little, we, we, we shall meet millions of our African black brothers and sisters, and hopefully one day they shall embrace peace that you and I know that will make it the real way so that people will respect our race. Every other race has yes. respect but us. That's true. Self-respect has been neglected. And American Every race. culture, <laughs> I, I, I definitely have to say this, American culture is whitewashed. Um, the majority of what's taught in a lot of the schools, it's whitewashed. You're 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 being told lies. You're being told uh, things happen. Our children by Europeans that really um, were invented or 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 put into uh, practice by people of color. So unless you're willing to teach the truth at home to your child. Your child is subject to learning lies once they become institutionalized in the majority of the schools in America. You know what? You know what the problem is with this? 
With this system here, you have to work, and therefore you cannot spend enough time with your children. You have to work mm-hmm. and work in order to achieve their American ideals, their, their, their Babylon ideals. You have to work, 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 and by the end of the day, you have retired and you're going to die, and you have missed out on every minute of your life because you're subjected to a man. And you have not become, you have not owned your own business. You never sought to pursue entrepreneurship. You have been lazy, lazy people. Never, never want yeah. to consider that we are all once very unique, the link in the chain. You know, we all think that we're, we're, we're different. We're all imperative, but yet still mankind dictates differently. And we so stupid uh-huh. to fall for this, the 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 the, 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 the Use my language, man. Uh-huh. We fall for the fuckery every every single day. They feed us this fucking food that doesn't have any nutritional value. Yet we we we, uh, yet we uh, plant something that we can do that can even grow inside our own home. You know we have to uh-huh. resort to, to 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 begging this system for everything. Their medicine, their medicine makes you only get sick where there are plants that you could grow in your own home that will that will cure you for life. You see, yeah. you see those are mushrooms. Do you know that that will once you consume one of them, you will never in your life ever be depressed ever again. And that is something uh. given by the Almighty. But yet still they'll consider that breaking the law. Okay, marijuana uh-huh. is not as uh-huh. it has too much carbon and it is, it is bad for your lungs. You see, but there uh, there are things uh, that that God provided for every man instead of their stinking pharmaceutical companies and all of that rhetoric. We all know better, Francine. It is it you're is right. a shame that we right. resort to coming down to this level. And if you really think that this stupid world matters, this is just third dimension, man. This is nothing. Uh, you, do you know uh-huh. the accent even further? And people the all know that religion and all this stupid shit that keeps us anchored here does not really matter. You know, from here we go off to another plane, but if we stay forever, we reincarnate, and God forbid, you come back as a slug that you step on on your daily trek. Uh, 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 you understand? Uh, uh. Because every living thing is, is something. You understand me? Every world, uh-huh. every mosquito is something that God giveth life. So you go ahead and kill it. Okay, you, God forbid you and your rhetoric might come back in reincarnation to the third dimension uh-huh. as just that. And a human being will kill your ass. And you keep coming back just the same. Where people uh-huh. lost their thoughts to ascend higher instead of dwelling here on this planet. It is, it is nothing but uh-huh. a and a and friction to every single black man. We have been nothing yes. but uninvited here. We are just on a that nobody cares about. You know, even the black man does not care about himself. So, it, 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 man, it is, it, it is very hard. It is a unique thing, us ascension unto his own. You, you engage in a group, and forever here on earth you shall remain. If you do not examine and think about um, making yourself wiser, wiser as a human being, you son, you'll, you'll stay here. Go ahead and think about, oh, wow, what is Jay-Z wearing? Or wear his same kind of clothing. And therefore, that's where you will stay weak. Weak, just like uh-huh. less than an ant. Because the ant knows his purpose. His purpose. Okay? So go ahead and go ahead and read your book. You hear? Yeah, for, yeah. For, for cutting you off. No, 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 no. It's, 
I'm dialogue. No, this is dialogue. That's what dialogue consists of. So you're okay. That nothing's wrong with what you I'm, did. Right. And and we have I that's why we okay. have this platform tonight. And I do want to welcome the co-host Warriors Queen, Zephora Thelman. Welcome, Warriors Queen. Welcome. Wado Sage. I'm Warriors now, Queen Zipporah Thelman, co-hostess for the Exceptional Scribble Show. Welcome. We're having dialogue about the book entitled Before the Mayflower, Warriors Queen. All right. How are you? Okay. And I was, so, yes, and I was, go ahead. We're on the first, on, for tonight, we're strictly on the first chapter, which is entitled The African Past. And it's really provide, it really provides a lot of key information. It gives foundation. Um, for anybody that wasn't aware, it exposes you to the origin of mankind. And it lets you know, like there, there's this one passage, I'm gonna read it now that you're on. Um, and it states the following, Africa long considered the dark continent is now regarded as the place where man first received light. That is powerful. So that's exposing the lies that we were taught from Europeans. First of all, Africa was never primitive as in under, undeveloped, okay? Uh, there are no third world countries in Africa. Africa is the epitome of ancient civilization and civilization of mankind. The epitome, meaning the pinnacle. It was a hiding. The top. Okay. Hiding it. Not the bottom. The hiding. The top. Hiding. So the things that a hiding lot of people thought, Greece, first of all, Greek. Uh, philosophers gleaned from Timbuktu. They went to Africa to be taught. All right. Buddha was African. Buddha was African. That is right. The and the line. Vatican the has line. the first Buddha. The Vatican has the first Buddha, just like they had the first Madonna or Mary, which was black. Okay, so we've been lied to. They're hiding the truth. It's not that the truth is not in plain sight, it's been hidden. And the powers that be, those that are in charge, okay, they don't want the truth to become widespread. They don't want the children to know the truth at an early age because they fear what that's going to mean for them. They won't be in, in control anymore. That is good. That's when your eyes are open, right. you know your enemy. That's right. Okay? You know who supplanted you. And what are you going right. to do? You're going to right. avenge mm -hmm. your ancestors. You're going to say, wait a minute. This ain't right. They've been oppressing us. We've been bamboozled. Mm -hmm. We got to take charge and take back what was stolen from us. They came to our civilization from Africa to America. What people have to realize 
The only thing that separates is the water. If you really look at the map and do a real outline, Africa, or what they're calling a Kebulon, the Garden of Eden, it is wide. Okay? It's more than just that those countries, that one little part they call Africa. It's also North and South, Turtle Island. It's also all of those Virgin Islands. All of them together make make up Africa. Nothing is European about that landmass. Think I about it. Nothing is European before, about that landmass. Atlantis, all of that was dark continent landmass. All of it. So I'm going to go back into the book now before the Mayflower, the African Pass. Um, just bear with me because I have to start reading some more and we need to, you know, kind of cover a little more information. Uh, chapter, the first chapter, which is entitled The African Pass, I'm going to start on, on uh, page four again. From all Dubai Gorge in East Africa, from caves in the Sahara and excavations in the Nile Valley, have come bits of bone and husk of grain, which speak more eloquently than words of the trials and triumphs of the African ancestors and the American Negro considered the following items. O Duva Gorge, a series of startling discoveries in this area suggests that the most important and fascinating developments in human history took place in the dark continent. Again, we're not talking about Europe. Europe's civilization came late and last. They lie when they try to say African was, Africa was primitive or any dark continent was primitive. No, it was not. Not South America, not Central. All of those continents make up one unit of land. They're not going to teach this. The Europeans manipulated the map. Where they say Africa stops, Africa began, it's bigger than that. North and South, all the Turtle Island and the neighboring islands were all connected. Mm -hmm. They don't want us to know that. Right. We need study and research to learn that. So when they talk against African countries, that's still us. All of the land was together before the water separated. And excuse me if I sound like I'm yelling, but I need to say what I'm saying and exclaim it so that it's listened to and heard. Because we've been lied to and they've been loud with their lying. Odave Gorge, again, discoveries by Dr. L.S.B. Leakey and other scholars indicate that man was born in Africa, or in other words, even here, in the Americas, North, Central, South, the dark, okay? This is still a dark continent. Before any white man settled here, it was still a dark continent. Listen, listen, please, because they're not gonna teach you this in the schools. The schools have been manipulated by the Europeans to be prejudiced institutions to teach mm -hmm. their version, mm -hmm. their version that is not the truth. 
it's not the truth. It's false. So we need to know the truth. That's the only thing that's going to make us free so that we're thinkers. It emancipates the mind, the truth. Discoveries by Dr. L.S.B. Leakey, L-E-A-K-E-Y, and other scholars indicate that man was born in Africa or in the dark regions of the world. That's North America, Central America, South America, as well as the Congo, Sudan, Ghana. All of those regions are the dark continents. They're not going to teach you that. White settled in the dark continents. The British colonized in the dark mm -hmm. continent, meaning they were not here first. Mm -hmm. We were here first. The bones don't lie. They're just they're digging now. The archaeologists been digging and they're finding the bones to prove who was here first. Who existed first? Who were the first who were civilized? Again, the dark continents. No third world countries. The dark continents were the first civilizations, the most ancient and the first civilized. Please note this, people, because you've been lied to. Europe was not civilized. They were crawling around on their hands and their feet did not even know how to properly breastfeed. It was the women of color that taught the Greeks and, and the Romans, mm -hmm. especially the Greeks, how to breastfeed their own children properly. We need to know this history. Facts, facts, facts over feelings, facts. And I'm going back to the book because it's important. We need to really get into this book. If you don't own it, again, it's entitled Before the Mayflower, A History of the Negro in America, Dayton, year 1619. I'm getting back to noise, warriors. I'm hearing too much uh, papers and things moving around. If you could just kind of mute your mic. Thank you. Before right. the Mayflower. A history of the Negro in the Americas, and it's saying dated from 1619 to 1964. So there's a lot of information, very key information, um, about what happened in the, the Americas, what year? What year? and it's not been told. What we year? need to tell what it. Year is this? Now, again, this is from 1619 to 1964, and this is covering the history of the uh, people of color in America. We need to note that as well, the years. Oh, um, okay. So we're on page number four. For those that have the book, it's entitled Before the Mayflower. And this is a history of the Negro in America from 1619 to 1964. We're focusing tonight on the African past. That's chapter one. It starts on page three and it ends on page 29, a total of 26 pages. We're on page number four now. Let's read here and, and please hear it for process what's being said. The Nile Valley. Now this is all historical reference in here. Important finds in the Sudan and Nile Valley 
proved that peoples of a Negro type were influential contributors to that cradle of civilization, Egypt. Discoveries at excavations near, I'm hearing sounds. I ask that you mute your mic if you have papers, because those sounds will, inf they will interfere with people hearing the, the information. Thank you. The Nile Valley, important finds in the Sudan and Nile Valley proves that peoples of a Negro type were influential contributors to that cradle of civilization, Egypt. Discoveries at excavations near Khartoum in the Sudan and at El Badari on the Nile indicate that Stone Age Negroes laid the foundation for much of the civilization of the Nile Valley and manufactured pottery before pottery was made in the world's earliest known cities. The Congo, now this is really important here, what I'm about to share. Archaeologists unearthed remains of the Ishonga people who lived some 8,000 years ago and used a primitive abacus or multiplication table, possibly the oldest in the world that's been discovered. Next, the Sahara, Henry Lahoti, French explorer discovers rock paintings which suggest to author Basil Davison that people of a Negro type were painting, they were painting men and women with a beautiful and sensitive realism before 3000 BC and were perhaps the originators of naturalistic human portraiture. So don't believe that the Renaissance, which happened in Europe, was when painting a portrait became first done or made. That's not true. Later discoveries. W.M. White Law writes, all the way from Kenya to Transvaal, not only of early human remains, but also of advanced anthropod types have brought the historical anthropologists mm. to a state of confused expectancy. Considerably more evidence will have to be okay. put to light. However, before even the main outlines, please allow okay. me to read of man's early history in Africa can right. be drawn. It is already reasonable, however, to believe that such evidence may be forthcoming as will require a radical change of perspective on African history, if not on history itself. And you cannot teach African history without still teaching American history because North America, Central America, and South America were all original dark continents. Whites settled here but we're not here first. When the human drama opened, Africans were on the scene and acting. For a long time, in fact, the only people on the scene were Africans or they were people of color for some 600,000 years. Africa and Africans led the world. And that's still talking about the Americas too. It was the people of color who were here first 
in the Americas, North America, South America, Central America. If you study the names of the streets and the rivers in America and the states, no white man gave them those names. Iowa, Idaho, Pennsylvania, Schuylkill. Those are not European names. The indigenous no. people, people of color named the streets, the rivers, the mountains, and the states first. I did not know. Yes. They named them that. first. Some names were changed based on different British who came over to the Americas and then settled mm -hmm. here. So they named them after maybe a queen, okay? So you hear places like Victoria, Virginia. Mm -hmm. You hear places like okay. Baltimore, okay. Maryland. They yeah. were named after yeah. different dignitaries in Europe. But that's after they settled here. That, those weren't the original names given. We need to note that. We really do. Um, on page five, when the human drama opened, Africans were on the scene and acted. People of color were always here. Always here first. The first, first teachers, the first scholars, the first scientists, the first doctors, the first surgeons, the first lawyers, the first, the first, the first, okay? Not the last, the first. For a long time. Were these people who gave the world fire and tools and cultivated grain, were they people of color? Mm -hmm. The Yes, the ancient bones testify of this. It is possible. Yes, it is indeed probable that they were dark skinned. Mm -hmm. More than that cannot be said, they're saying at this time, but I will say it, okay? Yes, there's evidence and will continue to be tremendous, a tremendous amount of evidence. People of color were always here even in America, before Babylon, before the whites came over here, and they instituted Babylon here. It was not a Babylonian land. People here were spiritual. They called the almighty creator the great spirit. Mm -hmm. They didn't call him Jesus. They didn't call him God. They called him the great spirit. They were a spiritual people. That's the truth. And that needs to be told. They were not westernized as for religion. And we need to know this. The missionaries came here. They were white. And I'm going to tell the mm -hmm. truth now. I don't care who's upset. I don't care who hates me. I don't care. <laughs> the missionaries came here and they were white. And they were driving on ships. And one of the names of the ships that they came on was Jesus. This is documented truth, not what I'm telling you. I'm sorry if somebody's angry and upset, but that's the real truth of the whole matter. They came here and they, doctrine, they indoctrinated the, the original people of these lands, even here in the Americas, they came and lied. They gave them 
Bibles, but they came with diseases. Mm -hmm. They stole their land. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay? Yeah. This is what they did to our ancestors. And, and sometimes when I talk about it, I feel the pain. I know my ancestors. I have both indigenous and African heritage. So it hurts me to the core to have to speak on this, but it's the truth anyhow. They came here, they colonized the land and their intentions were not good. They didn't come here with a pure heart. They saw, they came and they conquered and they divided the people of this land. And they still divide us today using the Bible and religion to oppress. They still do it today. And if we don't wake up and we don't start crying out and telling the whole truth to our children, we're going to lose them. Because the lie is what they're learning. When they're going to these institutions, they're going to learn the lie. Because that's what these institutions were designed to do, to brainwash them, to whitewash the facts. Whitewashing means this. Everything that's good, you color it white, even though it was originally black. So we have a job to do. As we call ourselves adults, we call ourselves grown-ups, we got work to do. We got to care more. Care about our young and our children. Care so much that we pull them to the side and we say, hey, hey, what's going on with you? What are you doing with yourself these days? I, Let me school you on some I never, facts. I never addressed Let me tell you the truth. Let me tell you something that you need to know that's going to help you in life. And we start educating them about who they are and where they came from. Because I'm going to tell you this, Jay-Z and all these rappers, I don't care who they are, who they think they are, they getting paid to lie too. Some of them are not thinking about our children's welfare and, and what's going to make our children economically strong and stable where they don't have to depend on the white uh, washed government to do anything for them. A lot of the rappers now, they're being paid to brainwash our children. And they're teaching them a lot of copycat foolishness. That's not going to make You're them right. better. You're right. You're right. It's not going to build them up as a community and make them strong so that they can be a man, a whole man or a whole woman and be able to take care of their families. Yeah. And I have been on a system. Promoting homosexuality. Yeah, it, yeah I've never heard of it. They're calling this an alternative lifestyle, but wait a minute. If you're going to break the family structure down and it's not going to result in procreation, I can't say that's an alternative lifestyle that's something worthwhile for me to teach mm -hmm. my child. I need to teach my child. I and you can say say I, that again I, I for more time. Is not in, in favor. 
I say sky ski real stands not in honor of anything discouraging our race from advancement. That's right. If it's not going to make us a strong community, that means if it's not pro-family, it's not pro-life. And I just had to put it out there like that. We need to teach our own right, children right. today right. at home first before they go to anybody's school you know, or institution. You know, rudely, rudely let me interject. I'm, I am going to rudely interject so everybody really um, understands the fullness of our children, you know, because that, that's the future, you know. That's mm-hmm. the future, you know, and it's not a little boy or a little girl. Do not address your children as children. Talk to them like people. That is yes. the way that I and I, Bobo Shanti, always speak to children. Likewise, I and I, Bobo Shanti, shall always be welcome in Africa because we have respect for life. Okay, the children are our future. You can't expose them to all this bullshit that you think is so fun that you can have your own ideals to attain to, so you, you leave them with nothing to do and put the TV on for them to watch a bunch of MTV, whatever the hell, whatever the hell they think the child is interested in, because they absorb it. You know, That's a lot right. of parents nowadays neglect to even speak to their children. They take them to the daycare, they have their own life, go and have their affairs or whatever the hell they do, and all along give their children, oh, here, have a, a lovely time, and get them something to eat, and likewise put them to bed. But not one, one, two, five minutes of dialogue of, of real, of real um, intelligence or every, anything pertaining to their, uh, them becoming uh, older and making them wiser. You, you see? And it is uh-huh. a shame. It is a shame because you know what? The people who don't have it have more time to, to talk to their children. But in that, uh-huh. that busy lifestyle, where, oh, I get to get this done, this and that. But yet still the people with simple lifestyles have ch- a chance that their child is right next to them as they do their daily duties. That means uh-huh. that the child is not in school. But when the child comes from school, they, uh, they always tell them about homework and, you know, make sure they're well taken care of. And, you know, sometimes it's kind of dirty. It's a little dirty uh-huh. around here because we do not live in a city that is full of cement. Right. It's just what I'm saying. But I'm, I, I'm sorry I rudely interjected to, to your... No, not rude at all. And I do want to um, say to you, thank you for interjecting with the information that you shared because it definitely highlights a lot of the sentiments in the book. And it's what we need to focus on more. You know that family, our um, children. yeah, our children. that time of family time. You know, and, and that's what they they used to call it when I was coming up as a child. You know, we're we're having family time at this time, so it was like no phone, no television, uh, no radio. Everybody came mm-hmm. together in one room. Um, the eldest per the oldest person in that uh, circle was the one that opened things up where they said a prayer of positive affirmation. And then they told us basically what we would be discussing about. So it was about respect of your elders. 
that was something that was strongly, um, you know, it was definitely a value, a family value that was strongly emphasized in, in my home upbringing. And I'm that way today. Whoever the oldest person is, that you let that person talk. You let that person be the one that's the main keynote speaker. Um, and and especially our men, we need to oh, reverence our men more. We really do. Yeah, there's been unfortunately my oldest son. Mm-hmm. I love that. My oldest son is thirty years old. Mm. Yeah. And and that's a blessing to hear a father say that my oldest child is thirty. We have so many of our men that are being shot and killed mm-hmm. in the streets here in America. And unfortunately, some of our yeah. we call them the law enforcement, um, the mm-hmm. the cops, yeah. constables yeah. on patrol. A lot of mm-hmm. them are the perpetrators unfortunately because so that's letting us know the system itself is corrupt and mm-hmm. and who's running things you know what i'm saying there's a lot of hate a lot of hate yes and yes. in the heart of those that are in power in america mm-hmm. and hate towards people of color and hates mm-hmm. hate towards our men mm-hmm. that's targeted it's not good so I, I want to commend organizations like um, Black Lives Matter, organizations like the NAACP, the Black Panthers, the New Black Panthers, all these organizations that are on the rise that are about protecting color. Those organizations have relevance right now, and they're very significant, again, right now in America. Very important. Likewise, the, the Ku Klux Klan, they're, they're relevant as well, our, our white enemy, ju- ju- just like um, the black, any organization, so, so likewise a black man should embrace the, the, the characteristics of, of unity, likewise that the, the Ku Klux Klan shares. Although they hate us, we need to organize stuff like that. This is what I embrace from Marcus Garvey and things like yeah. that. So well, to come together and the only thing is unity amongst our people. I do want to say, and and the um, organization Mark Marcus Garvey started, they are still alive and thriving here in America, in North America. Um, I know a lot of them personally, that and they right. travel to Africa. They come back here. Right. And they in empower mm-hmm. us of, of what's happening there as far as economics go. Mm-hmm. How we need to unite. Uh, Black Wall mm-hmm. Street is on the rise here in America, and I do want to give a shout out to the Buy Black 365 Day Movement. But Black Wall Street is mm-hmm. and will continue. It is not done. When the white man bombed those cities, and mm-hmm. those cities were bombed here in mm-hmm. North America where Blacks owned everything. I mean, the banks, the schools, everything was Black owned. They were right here, right here in America. And they were bombed. The military, the US military was told to bomb those communities. And that is history we cannot forget as a people. That happened right here in America. 
Bombs were dropped yeah. on those cities. Bombs were dropped. Literal bombs. In America. America. Yes. Yes. That's in a part America, of our history. In America. Black yeah. Wall Street. Because the people united. They came together. And they owned their own banks. Their own schools. Everything was black owned. The whites that were in charge, meaning governors, mayors, they did not like it. And they ordered for bombs to be dropped on those cities. We're talking about the early 1800s, the early 1900s. This is his story. You can look it up. For those who have the internet, look it up. The actual cities. They felt threatened by the United States. Yeah, that happened right here. So, yes, there is a certain fear. And I'll say this. There is a certain fear that that some of the people have, that are people because of that history. Because of that history. Because of that history. Because that happened right here in America. And it was several cities in different states. France, France, the military, now listen, wait a minute, the military dropped these bombs. The military, our country's military dropped these bombs. They were ordered to do that. So let me tell you something. If you think, wait a minute, I'm trying to say it, please. If you think blacks in America have not suffered, you don't know the history. Since the very beginning, when the whites first came here, it's been nothing but hate and oppression and a lot of lives lost of the original people that were here first. Hostility. They did not come to this land, and that's why you know people wonder why we don't trust. No, no, no. Mm, How can you trust with a history like that? How can you trust? But why is it justified that we feel the way we do? Every everybody, every nation has a place that is called home. Should Africans have a place to call home too? I call this place home. I'm gonna say this: the Americas, now, Stacy, the Americas are originally land that were occupied by people of color. They were never Europe. You got to remember that. They came here and supplanted us. They lied to us. They brought Bibles. Mm -hmm. They said they was missionaries. They made us think that they had our best interests at heart. They lied to us. Took them in. They came here. They didn't own this land. They don't own this land. Are you talking? Are you talking about thousands of years ago before the earth um, cracked up and, and became like a planet? No, I'm talking about the history of America, the Is real history of America that they're not teaching in some places. Right. But you do know. You do know. You, you, excuse me. You do know that there was one landmass and through time it, it, it broke apart and it became different continents, right? You could see. Right, exactly. Exactly. But right now, so are you well, we focus, to yeah. Or in this right, yes. Okay. But right yeah, now, we're focusing on what happened that caused the change here. Because this land was not always Babylon. This, this land was Atlantis at one time. 
and everybody was dark skinned here. American Indians are black. Everybody was dark skinned. Everybody was dark skinned. They walked to Africa and back here because the land was together. The land was together. There was no separation at that time. Do you know that the, the Mayan culture is on this hemisphere? South America is Mayan culture, Mayan calendar. Um, yeah, that's a part of this. We're any, a part. Any white man North, Central, and South yeah, were the never white divided. Man was the European came here no. and divided the lands. The lands were not divided. They were North, Central, and South was one whole land, mm. like one whole island. When, when the Mayan North, Central, and South. The yeah. same Mayan calendar was developed. And they were still on their knees eating, eating from, uh, and not cooking their food. Uh, um, before all of that, they had mathematics, and they were still Neanderthals before uh, um, um, developing into a race that they can call their own. And that's history. I mean, the bones don't lie. I would tell anybody, study the archaeology. Find out what was discovered and when and you'll know who was here first. The first footprints, the first fossils and bones, okay? Tells you who was here first. There was never a European presence here first in none of the Americas, whether South America, North or Central, never. They came late. They you came to, on ships. That should tell you everything. You, you gotta come on the ship. You weren't here first. You came on the ship. The Mayflower was a Francine. ship. Francine. Francine. Encourage yes. your listeners to just adopt this as this. nothing but wisdom, for there's far more above this. Do not get exactly and 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 think and think hostily. There is there's many there's much more just above this basic first step onto redemption and ascension. That's right. And I'm glad you stand this. Anger toward this I'm, now, I'm not angry. Yeah, this is nothing. I'm not angry, but I will say things. this. It is nothing. I am not, I'm not approving. I am not approving of what Europe has done. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not approving of how, how can you buy cities of no. people that came anyone, together anyone, and they, they established no, their own they established their own and you're bombing that? What are you saying to the children? What are you anybody saying? Anybody with empathy and goodwill. Anybody with empathy and goodwill, and this is the majority of the world, but yet they remain under facade just to, 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 to be good with their neighbor so they could be just like them. They're scared to be themselves. We really, um, we have to talk about these things though. You know, it hurts, it does. I'm not gonna lie, it hurts. They have to Mm -hmm. reflect on these things which have happened, but we have to talk about it. The young people, a lot of times, they don't even know the struggle. And that's the part, we're not talking about the struggle enough. Because they are young. We don't rehearse it enough in their ear. They're young and they need, need to know the struggle. They need and to know it was never easy. The impertinence of us being their adults. 
they need to know was never look up to us that impersonate we are we are the ones we're the ones who are supposed to guide them it is because of us and our funny quest for money that makes us neglect our very own children that's right we cannot neglect they're given to us from the almighty they're lent to us from the almighty it is our responsibility to love them to cultivate their minds so that they are thinkers and higher level thinkers critical thinkers that they don't just take Uh things on face value they research they study we have to do this as parents yes it's our duty to foster that in our child that's right it's our responsibility that's right unapologetic fuck the job Fuck the job and the boss. We are mm. entrepreneurs. Fuck him. Use my language. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurism. And and you know, Black Wall Street was about that. It was mm. all about that. Circulating the money in the that black is, districts community. That's what it was about. And that's that why they bombed those cities. Right. I'm telling you. Listen, they will bomb. Mm. They will bomb every time. And that's why we got to unite together as a people because they yeah. will always do that. If they can't control us, they're going to try to mm-hmm. kill us and bomb us. Yeah. They've been doing it. That's been history here. Supreme you know, and I would tell anybody that comes to America, don't take don't take that America American dream on face value. Study the history of the people of color here. Mm-hmm. Study what the people of color here have gone through for years. Uh-huh. In this land, and you'll because know the truth. The truth will make you free. The truth will make you free. The free mathematics. Mathematics supreme. They had that. They had the art of true mathematics in your that country, that part of the in, in your 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 country, Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. They did not adopt the American theory of mathematics. That is why they progressed. And it's a sad, sad day in America today because now that we become so segregated within our communities. You got the 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 educated ones versus the non-educated ones, the older against the younger, what they call the um Willie Lynch letter. Turn them against each other. Have the house Negro against the field Negro. Meaning, if you're light skin, you're on one side. If you're dark skin, you're on. You know, they did this. This was teaching. They, they, they turn our. They turn us against each other. They, they play that game a lot. It's like a game of chess. You know, like we're, yeah. we're pawns on the on the chessboard, and if we don't wake up and realize what what they're doing, it's going to be too late. It's going to be said too late, and it's time for us to wake up and say, as a people, mm-hmm. we're not going to be segregated no more. We're not going to be divided against each other. Yeah, we can't do that. That infighting. 
Yeah. And, no, and, and that's what this is infighting. That infighting has to stop. Nobody yeah, is better than the next person. That we may hear from Nobody Let is better than the next person. Oh, wait a minute. Skyski, it's my turn. I will mute mics when it's my turn because I'm the host. No, and no, we respect no. each other. We respect sorry, each other now. Respect. Yeah, we respect, respect each other like, now. I love you. But love you. I'm speaking about some truths that sorry. need to be heard, okay? I called this show for a reason. Please accept my apologies. Yeah, I call this show for a reason. There's a lot that we're not doing as a community. And and I, I, I have to speak on it. For long enough, we've been divided. Too much infighting is going on. It's not about one person thinking they're better than another person because of you being lighter. We're still all grouped together as one people mm -hmm. and when they target us with hate they don't care whether we light or dark mm -hmm. they hate us they yeah. don't care when they come when they come after us as a people they don't care what street you live on they don't care if you're from a wealthy community versus somebody that's from a impoverished community of people of color all they care about is you're not them you got to realize what yes. this struggle mm -hmm. is really all about you are not them and they don't like you they don't mm -hmm. have any love for you no and they're going to do that what they nice. do they're going to oppress they're going to kill us we have to wake up and realize our strongest defense. Wait a minute, Skyski. You gotta. We gotta do things in decency and in order. If you have something to say, you gotta say your name, and 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 let me know. Because as the host, oh I have to keep things moving. Okay. And all due respect, this is the way the format goes. I'm so sorry. I'm just. I'm just very emotional. I'm so full of yeah. sentiment. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Not a problem. I'm full of it too. But I've gotta say my piece mm -hmm. as well as the host. What we have to understand is if we're playing their game, we are not innocent in the equation. If we are playing their game, we are not mm -hmm. innocent. Their job is to divide and conquer. That's it. They're not coming to be our friend. Nope. They're not caring about our children. We already see that. They're not caring about our welfare. We already know that. The majority of your jobs show you. By the time people reach retirement age, they're, they're so worn down, sickly, taking three and four medications, they can't even enjoy a retirement. So all of that that they work for, they don't even get a chance to live to experience gratification from it and it ends up going to either their wife who becomes a widow if it's the man or if it's a woman their children if the husband isn't present it's sad but this is what has happened because i'm gonna say it for what it is when you don't unite you separate 
when the enemy comes and whoever the enemy comes in the form is, okay? Because I'm not going to say just all is one. But sometimes we are our own worst enemy, okay? So however the enemy comes, when the enemy comes, if you're separated within, from within, the enemy is going to see that. And the, and the way they're going to attack is that way they want to continue mm -hmm. that division and that separatism and that's what has happened and when you're separated what happens your your infrastructure is weak and your enemy knows it so they come in and they conquer you that's what has mm -hmm. happened every time it doesn't matter what era study history history shows you it's a teacher if we don't learn from our history what happens we're doomed to repeat it it has happened over and over again and until we unite as a people stop hating on each other stop being jealous yeah. of each other stop fighting all this infighting that divides us. Our children see that. I can't mm -hmm. tell you how many times as a teacher or educator, I had to pull parents to the side and say, do you realize your children see when you argue with each other to the man and the wife or the mom and the dad, your children see that and that's affecting them. If you want them to grow up and to feel that they are secure in a stable environment, you can't be fighting each other like that. Y'all got to work something out. When they see that you can reason together, they'll be reasonable for you at home and in school. Mm -hmm. But you're the pace setter. As a parent, parents, we got to step it up and be more accountable. Seriously. That's be right. more accountable. Because right. what happens That's is... Right. You'll lose your children to the streets, the very streets where we know, okay, it's a lot of violence. You know? It's a lot of violence in our streets. Especially when you got sons. They do not have daughters. I have sons. It is very disturbing to me of thinking about how to raise them. My youngest son is 14. Mm-hmm. It's sad, and it's, and it's sad because I know when I was 14, the community that I grew up in is not the community that I see the children growing up in. And now I'm talking about the people of color who That's make me. up the community. No. No. Um, when I was coming up, the neighbors, when I was growing up, the neighbors were your extended family. They didn't mm -hmm. have to be your biological cousins. You listen to the older people, and the older people cared about you. So if your parent wasn't around, somebody that was older, they had their eyes on you. And they called your parent up and told your parent, oh, they made it. I just want you to know your child made it in the house safe if, if, if your parent was at work. Just want you to know I'm looking out. I know you're at work, and I see that your child's home, but I got my eye on the house. You know what I'm saying? It was more of a community. Everybody looked after each other's children. So as children and teenagers, we felt safe. 
This generation today, I don't see that. I don't see it. These children don't feel safe. It's sad. When you don't feel safe, what do you do? You're going to be on the defense. You're not going to trust. Listen, Mama, can I, can I interject one more time just for an African proverb? Yes. Just the one thing, just I will not disturb you again. Okay. The African proverb says, if you do not, if the village does not embrace the child, the child shall burn it down for its warmth. Mm, 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 mm. And that's, that's a truth. We have to, we have to know this. Thank you for sharing it. You, you will turn, the child, the child will turn on its own. That's what we're seeing here. I know in America, I can, you know, we're seeing it. Unfortunately. We are seeing it. Unfortunately. And sometimes you're, it's that far gone. A, a like, what can you do? You hope, you pray, you, you know, you yes, fast. Listen, you know, you know what you can do? You, you know what you can really do? Not resist the river. Because when you do, you're frustrated. You know, it's God who put you here, and he's the one who is going to guide you. All you could do is direct your children with, with everything that you, you put you can. But the minute you start to think about, wow, what could have, what could have, man, if you don't enjoy the river, what is the sense of your purpose on this land? You see, this is the mistake that people make. You know, we have a flow that the Almighty has already created for us, a story already written, not just now, but history, not from, not before, not in the, in the future. It is already our history, likewise our vibration, right? So when we as humans resist, oh, here we're fighting this and that and the other, then we get end up frustrated. But if we simply carry the current, because what else can we do, Francine, if we're stuck in a predicament that we cannot change, especially like someone in America who has to resort to the ideals in which to fulfill a certain lifestyle? You know, you have, you have to submit, and therefore that you, you, you are not really close to your child. You know, and, and, and although it's this way, the, 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 the structure that you impart on them um, from this, this perspective, you know, make sure it resonates highly. Do not speak to your children like they are dumb. You know, be, be serious with them and for my I love you so much. I have so much to do, man. You know, I, I wish I could hug you. I wish I could spend more time with you. Please read this book today. And, and when, when I come home, you and I shall discuss it. Even something like that, instead of like, God, man, let, let me get you some Wendy's and get the hell to bed. You, you know what I'm saying? After they have not seen you for the whole entire day because you are so on your track to fulfill your, your Babylon uh, um, way of achieving um, what, what is standard. So I, I, can, I can please let me interject with, with respect to you and your, your followers. Um, for your, uh -huh. your readers, I, I'm, you know, I'm definitely curious Right. If you resist your flow, you'll end up depressed and frustrated. Mm. Just simply go with it. 
just accept and, and, and forgive yourself and others. And just walk and, and with, with diligence. And, and, and when the child and you show them the truth, do not, do not disguise it. They are not stupid. Likewise, your fellow man. When you see them, if they engage you with their eyes, likewise engage them with love coming from your heart. You do not have to say anything. Just acknowledge that they are here and we are fellow human beings. Go to the store, buy your nice good stuff that you can cook when you go home. Read your book and do whatever you have to do. Refrain from things that make you make you not who you are, like TV and who got killed or whatever the fuck. You check? Just you go ahead. You go ahead and walk your journey because it's yours, you know. When, when, when you die, you think anybody gives a shit about you. This is your time here, man. All right? Just walk on that journey. The more you resist it, the more anger you're going to get. Remember that the universe is command of your steps. Likewise, the one who gave us life, which we are all the part of. Okay? Sorry for mm-hmm. that. No, no need for apology and thank you. Um, because that's soul food. We really need, our souls need to hear that. We're not hearing that enough. Seriously. I know I, I can only speak that is right. of what goes on in this part, you know, in this air, in this land. It's not said enough. We're hearing the opposite. I am an and unfortunately, yeah. that's why we're seeing things the way we see them. Um, Mm-hmm. I am an African um, slave I, descendant from the West Indies. I am mm-hmm. a slave descendant from the island of Antigua. Mm-hmm. And we acknowledge um, all of our heritage. Yes, we do. African, indigenous, um, the islands, all of that. Mm-hmm. We're one. You know, we're one. It doesn't matter. Um, where we were born, we're still a people, one blood. And I believe Bob Marley said that in that song, um, that you know, one love, one heart, you know, it's one love. It's one, one people, right. still one people. Okay. If we don't forget that, then we can rebuild. You know, it's not too late to rebuild. Uh, what's done is done. That is and right. I believe Skysky let us know that, but we can rebuild each day is a new opportunity a new start a new beginning and we have to seize each day like that Mm -hmm. if we seize each day like a new start a new opportunity then we will grow from each experience daily and we can look at it as a stepping stone. That is how the birds live. Yeah, it's a stepping stone to move us higher to higher ground, a higher consciousness, a higher, higher person. You know, because we're still evolving. A higher person, a higher being, a higher. You know, and and then our vibration yeah. is higher. You know, we're constantly moving upward. In our thinking, in our pursuits, you know, we're not vain. We're thinking community and impact, community impact, you know, then it's how 
what I'm doing is affecting the next generation. How what I'm doing is affecting my neighbor. That's how we should think. Not, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing because I'm me. You got to think big, bigger than that. It's not just about me. You know, there's a whole universe. Narcissism. Yeah, it's a whole universe that exists. So it's not just, you know, what we're doing for ourselves. It's what we're doing for our environment. You know, how, how do we interact with every living thing? Because our actions cause a reaction. It's cause and effect. That's right. That's right. And once, you know, once You're we right. realize, right, yeah, what we're doing is affecting okay. other things that are happening, I think we'll all choose different. We'll make some better choices daily once we really see that. Because I'm going to give everybody. Yeah. I mean, we, we pollute the very air. We pollute the very waters. And we need the waters. We need the air to live. You know, we just got to do things differently. Um, yes, indeed. And uh, we're we're gonna have some some more to talk about. I just want to get back to the book, chapter five. I'm sorry, chapter one, the African past, which we know is also the past of every dark continent. That's the Americas included, which are one. Um. Civilization, civilization started, and this is page number five, civil, second paragraph. Civilization started in the great river valleys of Africa and Asia in a fertile crescent in the Near East. And remember, this is a perspective. We know there's even more than this, but this is a perspective. Civilization started in the great river valleys of Africa and Asia in the fertile crescent in the Near East and along the narrow ribbon of the Nile in Africa. In the Nile Valley, that beginning was an African as well as an Asian achievement. Negroes or people who would be considered Negroes today were among the first people to use tools, paint pictures, plant seeds, and worship gods. Back there in the beginning, blackness was not an occasion for obloquy. And I need to look that that word up because I, I don't want to misinform. It's not a word that I use much. Um, obloquy means strong public criticism or verbal abuse. And here's an example of that word used in the sentence. He endured years of contempt and obloquy. And I think as a people, we definitely have experienced that, mm. especially Ooh, it doesn't matter it. where you are. Please spell the word. Please, yes, it's please spell O. It for us. We do not understand. Yes. No problem. Obloquy. It's O as in orange, B as in boy, L as in lemon, O as in Okay, Q as in queen, U as in umbrella, and Y as in yellow, obliquy. And I'm going to give the definition again. This African? African? Obliquy. Um, strong public criticism or verbal abuse. Okay, that's the definition for that word. 
strong public criticism or verbal abuse. Now, please allow me to finish reading because our time, we only have a certain amount of time and I need to get some more of the book read. Uh, Negroes are people who would be considered Negroes today were among the first people to use tools, paint pictures, plant, plant seeds, and worship God. So as far as agriculture and religion, it originated first amongst people of color. But back there, in the beginning, blackness was not an occasion for obloquy. In fact, the reverse seems to have been true. White men were sometimes ridiculed for the unnatural whiteness of their skin. And that's something we need to also keep in mind. We see a lot of white people going where? I know in America, on the beaches, we see a lot of white people going to the beach because they want to be tanned. A lot of them do not like their white skin. So what I'm trying to, to wrap my head around is, why are we trying to bleach our black skin to look white? I don't get it. I really don't. I never will. That's one thing I know I will never wrap my head around. I, I have a hard time dealing with that. Um, the next paragraph, black people were Bobby known and honored. Mm -hmm. Black people were known and honored throughout the ancient world. Let me read that again. Black people were known. That means they were famous. They were legends and honored that means they were respected they were revered throughout the ancient world so let's not get it twisted it's not just today that a lot of people want to look black talk black dress black act black that's old they wanted to do it in ancient days nothing new ancient ethiopia a vaguely defined territory somewhere to the south of Egypt was hailed or revered, praised mm. as a place fit for the va vacation of the gods. I think that's a very, very great as for esteemed. Ethiopia has always been esteemed highly and they considered it considered it to be the vacation, a place fit for the vacation of the gods. That's powerful. Jerusalem. Oh, okay, I'm not finished. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Homer praised Menon, king of Ethiopia, and black. Eurobates, and here's Homer's words. Remember, Homer was Greek, but he praised Menon and the king of Ethiopia and black Eurobates. And here's the praise that he said of visage solemn, sad, but sable who short, woolly curls over overfleeced his bending head. Eurobates. And whose mm, large soul, uh, uh oh, I'm, I'm hearing back feed. I'm gonna have to mute your mic. When there's a reading going on, I need everyone to listen. This show's platform was created to promote 
reading and writing, which is literacy. And this is an enrichment forum, so I need everyone to be silent. When it's your turn, you will announce your name and then be acknowledged by the host. Thank you. I'm going to repeat what I tried to read before. I'm, I just need to mute mics because I'm hearing back feet. And I will open your mic back up. But right now, I have to finish a reading. Real important. Black people were known and honored throughout the ancient world. Ancient Ethiopia, a vaguely defined territory somewhere to the south of Egypt. When they use the word vaguely, they mean that territory did not at first get all of the regard that it should have been given by others. But we're looking here and we are doing so now. And I'm gonna repeat that ancient Ethiopia, a vaguely defined territory. Remember, this is perspective as well given. The person can, who wrote this can only say what they learned and they know. All of us know something. We all have a degree of knowledge, okay? Ancient Ethiopia, a vaguely defined territory somewhere to the south of Egypt was held held meaning highly regarded or praised as a place fit for the vacation of the gods. That's saying a lot. Ethiopia has always been esteemed highly. One of the other names that was used to define that territory of land is Abyssinia. Abyssinia. Now, Homer Homer was a Greek, okay? And we know uh, Homer had written Iliads and there's a lot as far as literature goes and Homer and, and the history of Homer is concerned. But we're gonna read now, Homer praised Memnon, king of Ethiopia and black Eurybates. Okay, and I'm gonna read how Homer praised them. He used this language to praise them. A visage, solemn, sad, but sable hue. Sable means dark. A visage, solemn. So he's describing your Bates now, who is black. A visage, solemn, sad. And that definition is self-explanatory, the opposite of happy. But sable hue, meaning black complexion or dark. Short, he wasn't tall. Woolly curls. So the curls, I'm sorry, the hair was short and woolly curls. So we know that means a coil texture. Or, or fleeced his bending head so all over his head you saw this woolly curly short hair eurobates in whose large soul alone and eurobates was the name he was black ulysses viewed an image 
of his own Ulysses. Okay, and again, this is Homer who praised Memnon, the king of Ethiopia. Homer, Herodotus, Pliny, Diodorus, and other classical writers, these are all writers, repeatedly praised the Ethiopians. The annals of all the great early nations of Asia Minor are full of them. Okay, and annals, A-N-N-A-L-S. I'm gonna give the definition of that word too. Annals, and I'm gonna, by annals, a record of events year by year, okay? So records, archives, this is documentation, evidence, proof, okay? Keep that in mind. And I'm going to read the statement again, the annals, the records of all the early, all the great early nations of Asia Minor are full of them. Okay, so those classical writers, most of them who were Greek, they praised the Ethiopians. So again, black people were known, they were famous and honored throughout the ancient world. Nothing new under the son. Lady Flora Louisa Lugard writes, the mosaic records allude to them frequently. But while they are described as the most powerful, the most just, and the most beautiful of the human race, they are constantly spoken of as black. And there seems to be no other conclusion to be drawn that at that remote period of history, the leading race of the Western world was a black race, okay? So keep that in mind. We as black, that means dark pigmentation, okay? Dark skinned or having color. We have always been worshiped. Though we suffer discrimination, okay? Though we suffer um, attack? Oh, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because it's so long. We're going over time. It's so much to discuss. Right, we can't discuss it all in just one setting. Can't but remember, right, we can have that. Right, we can have that. We'll have, and we'll Thank do you. that. Yeah, we'll do that. But for now, we're going to continue because I'm allowing for us to go over time. We're extending it, okay? Okay. Um, Warrior's Queen, was there Thank any you. input Thank that you wanted to share? And thank you, Scott. Uh, yes. We're going to do that. We'll have another mm -hmm. show to cover even more. Uh, Warrior is clean. Uh, yes, there is. Uh, there are some things, uh, Wado State. There are some things that I do want to share. Yes. And uh, so I'm going to start with. Yeah, it's, wait a minute. Warrior is as long as it's about what we're 
um, what the focus is for now, or for the Mayflower, and some of what we've been reading. Yes, it is. You know, with the connection again. So I'm going to start with uh, the theme, you know, for the uh, the show, coded history. And that can be the theme for Indigenous History Month. I'm sorry. And regarding what you said about the Mayflower, uh, here's the article titled Blacks and Mythology and Their Influence on the Greeks and Romans by Kima C. Washington. Even before Romulus, the son of Mars, founded Rome in 735 B.C., the ancient capital of Cush, parentheses, Ethiopia, in close parentheses, was thriving along the Nile River. Blacks in Ethiopia have been mentioned favorably, reverently, and more than any other nations. Most of the gods of Greece had African origins. Herodotus, the most thorough of Greek historians, said, quote, almost all of the names of Greek gods came into Greece from Egypt, end quote. Parentheses, Egypt has been described as the daughter of Ethiopia, in parentheses. Zeus, the father of all gods, was of Ethiopian ancestry. Zeus sired a mulatto son named Epiphus. Famed tragic poet Eschylus said of Zeus, quote, and thou shalt bring forth black Epiphus, end quote. Io bore him after she arrived at the banks of the Nile. One of the titles of Zeus was Ethiop, which meant black. Hercules had African origins. The goddess Diana of Attica was black and Ethiopian. It was Apollo who took her away from her country. It was the Greek city of Corinth where a black Venus was adorned and worshipped. <coughs> the black virgin Isis was worshipped many centuries after the advent of Christianity. Processions to her honor marched through the streets of Rome as late as 394 A.D. Evidently, African women became the favorites of Greek poets. Some writers contend that ancient Greeks chose an African princess to represent Minerva, their goddess of wisdom. Ethiopians are found in Homer's Iliad and Odyssey as well as Euripides, Euripides Herodotus, Aeschylus, and Hesiod. Homer stressed that black Ethiopians were the dominant people in India, Asia, and in their own country. After the age of Pericles, the 5th century before Christ, classical literature reached its peak. Ethiopia and its people were favorites and familiar topics with leading poets, historians, and geographers. Africans were called the favorites of gods and the most just of men. According to Dr. William Metford in his book, History of Greece, there were Ethiopian colonies in Greece. The Oracle of Delphi had Negroid features. History remembers the Ethiopian king from Moreau who came to aid the Trojans in the defense of Troy. George Wells Parker claims that the Greek years were due to African influence. We have seals of Queen Taiyi, the Sudanese grandmother of Tutankhamen, and Aximenakis III, his grandfather. These seals describe the Greek civilization and also told of the blacks who educated the Greeks. Thucydides claimed that Attica was founded on by an African named Cecrops. 
great Greek scholars and scientists who were taught by black Africans and Egyptians included Thales of Miletus, Pythagoras of of Samos, Archimedes of Sicily, Diodorus, Homer, Solon, no, Solon, Aristotle, and Lycurgus. Euphorus, 405 BC, was so impressed that he called them the mighty and numerous people of the known world. Herodotus said, quote, that country, parentheses, Egypt, in parentheses, contains more wonders than any other country and may vie, which means compete eagerly with someone in order to do or achieve something in the definition with all other regions in the work it exhibits admirably beyond the powers of description. Theodora says, quote, Egypt excels all other places in magnificent structures, end quote. Philostrates referred to blacks as, quote, charming Ethiopians with woolly hair, end quote. Democrates learned astrology in Egypt, and the Greeks learned agriculture and lettering from the Egyptians. Telecles and Theodorus learned sculpture. From the beginning of the Punic Wars, 264 B.C., through Rome's mightiest year until its decline, blacks had an active role in Roman society. They were citizens, soldiers, military leaders, teachers, writers, slaves, chariot drivers, and racers, and artisans, which are workers in a skilled trade, especially one that involves making things by hand, in the definition. Romans designed, printed, and distributed coins bearing African heads during the reign of Caesar Augustus. They were used until the 4th century after Christ. The great sport of Romans involving wild animals means that the tigers, lions, panthers were shipped to Rome from Africa. There was at least two African-born Roman generals. One of them is said to have become emperor of Rome, the Sudanese Septimus Severus. He was the first native African to rule this expansive empire. Roman coins, which were skillfully made, showed the expression of Severus as being somber. These coins were circulated until the 4th century after Christ. Septimus died dramatically in 211 AD at York in Britain. It is written that Septimus asked to see the urn that would contain his ashes after his death and cremation. Septimus spoke to the urn and said, quote, you are about to contain the ashes of a man for whom the world was too small, end quote. Lucius Quietus, also a Sudanese, served under Emperor Marcus Opius Trajanus, 98 to 117 AD. So as we investigate the history of blacks and Africans, we see that Africans had hold significant places throughout time, the world, and in history. Africans were gods who were worshipped in, worship in as well as outside of their own country. Africans had positive influences throughout the world. They were respected as historians, teachers, artisans, kings, and military leaders. They were respected as people. The end of this mm. article. Very good. Thank before, you. Before, you um, before I can ask you a question. Can I yeah, I'm listening, Skyson. Yeah, I'm listening. Um, prior, prior to Queen Ashiba, um, prior to Queen Ashiba, is this true that all, all, um, all who ruled Ethiopia were women? 
And then after the Queen of Sheba men, um, um, maintained the role, like his imperial majesty, Haile Selassie, and, uh, and, and the one who, the son of King Solomon. Now, wait, what was the last thing you said? And those who presided, those, I'm asking those who presided before Queen Solomon as rulers of Ethiopia, they were all feminine. Is this true? This is what I understand and us as Rastafarians. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, um, Warrior is Queen, would you allow yeah. me to elaborate? Go ahead, yes, cause, uh, so I can learn off. Sure, because um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to refer to... I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you see, when you was asking me that, the queens that I'm thinking of, you know, the royalty is the Turtle Island, you know, because I was going to, the, the queen of Hawaii, Wait a minute. the Lukulani. Go ahead, um, say. All right, let me speak on Ethiopia and what Skysky referenced, because not everybody is aware of this. Um, the term was used, Candace, I believe, or Kandak, and... That's referring to, <clears throat> it's a marotic term for the sister of the king of Kush. And that was due to the matrilineal succession. Matrilineal meaning the female or the woman being the ruler. Okay, so in a matrilineal succession, the next heir would be a queen again. So that's how you continue the queen rulership. And I believe the queen um, Candace, that was also referenced as that Kush empire you know the nubians or the people of color the ancient kingdom of kush also known as nubia and that's where you get the term nubian meaning people of color but those that were rulers um so there were a line of them a matrilineal succession of them meaning there were a lot of queens that ruled in Ethiopia. And, and that's not uncommon in America either. If you study the history and heritage of the indigenous people in America, there were a lot of matriarchal villages, meaning the women were in charge or they ruled. So you can see where everything's connected. We're not disconnected when we know our history. When we know our origin and where we came from as a people, we're not disconnected regardless of where we are in, on this planet, we're connected because we know who we are and where we came from. So that's the knowledge that has to be taught to the next generation. When they have that awareness and knowledge base and the strong, 
knowing who they are and where they came from, they can conduct themselves differently because they, they, they have information they can reference. They know more about their people and less of the lie. And the lie fuels self-hate. When you don't know who you are and you don't know where you come from, you can hate yourself easily. Self-hate then becomes an option. But when you know who you are and you know where you come from, you can better navigate where you're going to because you have direction, you have sense of direction and, and ownership of yourself and your actions. It's only when people, they, they lack information. When we lack information, we're reckless. We behave ourselves like we don't know any better because we don't know. So it is important that we become educated the internet fast tracks information for us, but we need to be wise about how we obtain the information even off the internet. Not everything is accurate. That's why it's important to study and research mm -hmm. and gather information from more than one source. Yes, and uh, Sage, this is uh, Warriors Queen Zipporah, and I wanna add to your comment uh, the historian Dane Calloway said it was easily accessible and it's questionable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I believe it was Skysky that brought up this fact. Um, the year of return, I spoke a little about it, but he brought it home to everybody. We need to travel to Africa more, and those who are in Africa are already traveling to America. And they're finding out things here correlate with Africa as far as the ancient relics that are here. There's pyramids right here. There's, um, you can go to Cobbs Creek. I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You can go to Cobbs Creek. You can go to Belmont. These are actual parks. And you will find mounds. You will literally see pyramids. That's proof. Who was here first? See, there's a lot of can cover I, up. There's a lot of cover up. A lot of cover up is going on. One moment, Skyski, one moment. A lot of cover up. Yes, one moment, one moment. There's a lot of cover up that's going on here in, in, in this land. And it's really sad, it hurts me to the core because they won't teach certain history but they teach other things it's and it's a disadvantage to the youth to not know their history or not to know the real history of this land here too skyski you can speak mm. i would like to say that most third world country know three three different languages Mm -hmm. Most third world countries know three different languages. 
aside from America. And what I love about what you said, which you is so true, Just what English. I love about what you said. All you guys know is English. Well, well, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. If you live here, you would know differently. What language do you know? We we speak Spanish. What language do you know from Can you hear me? We you speak Spanish. We speak Spanish. Yes, we speak Italian. We speak German. We speak French. We speak Swahili. We speak Creole. We speak a lot of languages. English is just the language that's the language of the that's spoken here. But we speak a lot of languages. How many languages do you know? Well, I'm learning my native language. How many languages do you know? I'm hearing you. I hear you, Skysky. Can you hear me? Francine? Francine? Yes, I can hear you. And Francine, you're that's, right. that's, that's you. Warrior's Queen that's speaking. That's not me. That's Warrior's Queen that's speaking now. You asked her. Go ahead. No, but I'm asking you. I, I am the, and I am directing the question now toward you. I already answered. Let Warrior. How many languages? I already named them. Okay. Warrior's, it's your turn. You, you were directing the second time to her. Yes, let her speak. Okay. All righty. All right, so I know I'm learning my, you know, Aninia Wea. Thank you. You're welcome, Scotty. I'm learning my Aninia Wea language, Cherokee. I'm somewhat fluent in Spanish. And, of course, I know English, which is my fourth language. And uh, I know some French. In America, What'd you say? Is this their current curriculum in America? Is this? I'm asking well, the current curriculum. Okay. As for America, let me explain, Skysky, because I think you might have been misinformed. As for America, in North America, there are several languages that are taught. We are not just mm -hmm. taught English. Eng hundreds. English is a dominant hundreds, language. Hundreds. Because of the war that was fought and the voting, mm -hmm. which was done by the mm -hmm. aristocracy, they voted that it would be English, which it would have been German in this land because of those that conquered the invasion that happened here. That mm -hmm. is not a yeah. preferred language. If you lived here, you would know it's not a preferred no. language. It's not. It's not a preferred language. Not at all. It's a language Please that we don't understand. All right, I need you to hear. I need you I to be quiet. Understand. Can you I need you to be quiet so you can hear me. Sorry. It is not Please a preferred sir. language. You've been Please misinformed. Sir. It is not. Mm -hmm. What has happened uh, is it has been imposed here mm -hmm. on the people who are the original people's descendants here. It is not the language of choice. We speak fluent other languages. But as far as the institutions of America, the Europeans have made it a standard that English be dominant. 
in the teaching, in the classroom. Okay, that has a lot to do. America's African. No, Swahili is African. We speak that here. We speak that here. I think you've been misinformed. Yeah, yeah, you've been miseducated. Do you speak it? As far as what we do. No, I haven't. Swahili is an African uh, language. Not. That's, not, that's not European at all. And that is something that is commonly spoken within the black community here. In America? I, I did not yes, know. Yes, it's commonly spoken mm-hmm. here. I was not aware. And if you ever visited America from the from the sixties on after, it was more emphasis on all of our children in the black community from the nineteen sixties through the nineteen seventies through the nineteen eighties. They were given African names starting in the nineteen sixties during the civil rights era, during the time of King and Malcolm X. After that era, every black child had an African name just about. Excuse Mm. me. Every black child in America. What? See, it's a lot of history. A lot of history has not been taught truthfully about what's going on in America. From Mm. the 1960s on, and I'm saying what I know. A lot of the parents started giving their children African names, West African yeah. names. Oh, yes. Muslim names. Well, here they show African. From 1960 on, I know, because I came up, I was born in 73, I know this. Most black women were naming their children either African names or Muslim names here, here. I'm saying what I know. Africans were coming here, and please listen, please, please, please listen. All right, all right. You know, wait a minute, Zephora. We don't need to be at war. We understand. I'm trying to be heard, but I'm being cut off. I'm the host. That's disrespect to me. Sorry, sorry. A lot sorry, of man. people no. were coming from no. Africa here. There were a lot of exchange students. This is fact. Coming from Africa here and living. And they were living within black communities and they were well received and embraced. Because we were already doing the same things, period. Mm-hmm. We already did the same things. A lot of the indigenous people embraced the Africans that came over here into their communities. When they had, when the Africans that were being enslaved were being beat and escaping from the white slave masters, it was the natives, the native people here that took them and hid them. Yeah, see, it's a lot of history that has not been taught outside of America about America. Which is not white history. It's not. 
right it's not white history it's black history meaning it was the people that were of color that did these things that's why we take the time every so often we take the time right now it's reflection for the whole month on the people of color their struggles their triumphs we have to do that because there's too much of our history that's not being taught people don't know can and i share one thing teach it, they won't can know. i share one thing in skype Mm-hmm. Can I just ask a question? As guys give you. Yes. Why sure. do the American people reject Caribbean and African? Why why do the American people in my impression reject Caribbean and Africa people based on the way we speak and the way that we look? We embrace them. It is not it, it, I'm not talking in terms of racism or anything that in that has anything to do with encouraging any negativism. I'm, I'm speaking in terms of reality. For I've been to Oregon, I've been to so many places in America, and I have not been embraced. Likewise, uh-huh. I've seen my brothers and sisters uh-huh. from South Africa who, who have been, who have left there and came here for, for shelter and were, 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 were viciously and violently rebuked. I am simply asking this question. I am very... I'm confused by what you are saying about Swahili culture and America. Well, Swahili is just one African um, language, but there's a lot of African languages that have been uh, spoken within various Black communities here in North America. And I can only talk what I know since the 1960s. The 1960s marks and you can look this up when you have time in your research the 1960s marked the revolution okay and malcolm x and martin luther king jr were leaders within the black community that stood up against the white supremacy that was going on in america during that time remember during that time in the 1960s Right, but during the 1960s, if you came here during the 1950s, during the 1940s, there were certain places you couldn't live, you couldn't even go to school, you couldn't even eat, you couldn't drink from certain fountains. It was very, very, very prejudiced and racist to be in America. I was here so 400 years came, ago. Right, and if you came here during the 1950s, in the early 1960s, you encountered that. So yes, there would be some resistance or hate shown towards you because it was already being shown can I ask, towards color here. Can I ask one question? The, the fact that we were subjugate, subjugated Swahili solely is it just that and the connection? I, I do not understand that to a No, Swahili is one of the languages that became very widespread in America amongst the black community. They named their children Why? names that were Swahili, which are African. Why? They are not European. Why? There was Why a I need you to listen. There was a consciousness 
that was taking place, a black consciousness where people wanted to be connected with their sisters, brothers from Africa. And they felt connected. There was a sense of awareness of where people's origins are of. And they wanted their children's names to reflect that. That hasn't stopped. Again, I will say, if you came to America during the early 1960s, you know what I'm talking about. It was not easy to be a person of color here in the 1940s, in the 1900s, in the early 1900s, leading up to the 1960s before civil rights, before the civil rights movement, before affirmative action. It was not, you couldn't even go to colleges and universities without encountering hatred. Because of hatred. That was the white supremacy. It still happened. Mm, yeah, they, agreed. I mean, there was an incident on the news. A young man was told he had to cut his hair, his locks, if he wanted to graduate. Excuse me? Excuse me? Don't they have a young man was informed by right? his school. If he wanted to graduate, he had to do cut not, locks. But do, do, that was here in America. That was told to here in America. You have the Constitution so there. I think there's a misconception about oh, America. I think people are thinking that it's easy here. It's not easy here. It's never been easy since the whites that settled here came here because mm -hmm. they didn't have a love for us. They came to no. take. You have everything. You have everything afforded onto you. How no, we you, don't. How dare you consider you not unlucky? No, we don't have everything <laughs> afforded us at all. Mm -hmm. We have to no. fight. We still yeah. have to fight, legally speaking, I'm saying legally, as far as the law is concerned, for rights. Mm -hmm. We still have to advocate for they our rights. Yeah. We still do. Mm -hmm. There's you still a lot of white privilege. Yeah, I need you to be quiet to hear me, though. You have to respect. I will mute your mic if you don't allow me to talk. Sorry. We have Sorry. to respect Sorry. each Sorry. other. Sorry. This Sorry. is the bottom Sorry. line. We have to respect each other. White privilege has always dominated America since the settlers came, before the Mayflower testifies of that. And I chose that book carefully because I wanted people to have history to know. The heritage, number one, of people of color, which is rich, and also the struggle of people of color in America. The book starts from 1619 and goes all the way up to 1964. So it covers a lot of territory. It speaks on the different eras and what the oppression was throughout the eras here in America, especially for people of color. And we need to know that 
That's the history that's not taught as much. We need to know it. And, yeah. it, and when you know it, you can better understand. You can better understand why the positioning is the way it is. Why there's still white privilege here. That means they get treated better. They get treated different. And it has a history, a systemic history, which testifies as to why. So there's a struggle. There's a struggle here there's in America. Shame. Color. There's a struggle. We mm -hmm. haven't overcome shame. the shame struggle yet. Yeah, we haven't overcome it yet shame. as a people. And in order to shame. overcome it, we've got to unite and we got to fight and we've got to do things the legal way too. Laws have to be changed. Now you spoke mm -hmm. on the constitution. The constitution did not include people of color because during that yeah. time when the constitution was written, it was written by all whom were whites except I think it was one person of color or more, maybe one or two that was um, Congress at that time. But that didn't represent the whole, and people of color were, were classified as three fifths of a man. So no, the Constitution did not cover us. There were amendments that, thanks to the Civil Rights Movement in the 1960s, there are amendments which we have that will advocate for us. So we need to know the law to know what those amendments are. The Bill of Rights. You got to look this up. The Bill of Rights. And there are understand. amendments. If you don't know what they are, you don't know your rights. And they will be violated. Mm. When you don't know your rights, you will <laughs> find your rights can be easily violated. Because you don't know where the lines are drawn. I do not understand. I, I do not see, understand why it was written I need you to check your messenger, Skysky. I sent some information to your messenger. I need you to go to Facebook Messenger when you have time. Because right now, we only have a few minutes I don't left. Have a, I don't have messenger. I will share I don't it have with messenger, you. man. I deleted okay, it. I will share it with you on your page. But you've got to read this information. It's very important. Then you can better understand why okay. the situation Thank is you. what Thank it you. is. Okay? Um, Williams Queen, please. Yeah, Williams Queen, there was something you were trying to share with us. Oh, yes, I want to add, you know, some history about the English language. And uh, this is from Dane Calloway's uh, viewpoint, and it's from his video called What Language Was Used Before English Existed? And what it is, the mixture of German and Indian languages created the English language. Sign language. The sign language was of extensive development and enlisted, I mean, existed all over the world and bore a resemblance to the sign language now used in some of our deaf mute schools. Picture writing the world over probably grew out of sign language, the first stage in development. The second was pictographs, and the third, alphabet. These merge into each other by a slow and gradual progress. Some of the pictures found on rocks may have been carved for simple amusement, but the majority were made with a purpose. 
usually the communication or record of an idea. Now, here's what some of the commenters have said, you know, regarding the video. T.J. Bynum, that's why hand gestures and signs are so important to the elite. That's how they communicate, but we don't pay attention to signs. We pay attention to the words. The second comment, commenter, just lucky. My grandmother always said the greatest language isn't spoken. Third commenter, T. Knight. Tusk, let's see, Tuscaloosa in Alabama literally means, quote, black warrior, end quote. He was a chief. Next commenter, B3ARDA bully. The native indigenous people of so-called America were speaking, quote, Hebrew, end quote. It was and still their, it was and still their origin of language before so-called English was forcefully established. And the final commenter, Gotti Jones, the English language is witchcraft. Okay, were you completed? Was that everything that you were wanted to share with us? Well, I do have some more, but since, you know, you were talking about, you know, the Indigenous History or Brown History Month with the Mayflower book, so uh, that's um, what I read tonight, you know, about with the, uh, with the mythology of Blacks and Africans, and I have some other material, but I can save that, you know, for the next um, episode. Regarding, so Skysky, uh, I have a question for Skysky. Did I answer your question about how English was forced on Turtle Island? One moment. Sure. You can ask the question uh, where you were. All right. Skysky, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. All right. I was asking, did I answer your question about how English language was forced on Turtle Island? No, you did not. All right. All right, what's your question? The question is about the bricks and the imprintation on them, and you said with humor. about the photography? Yes, correct. All right, yeah, so that's what I have read about with the sign language. So sign language was what you know, the indigenous... All right, sign language means, sorry, I'll read you speaking with All right, so you sign language is what... You yeah, you use it with your mouth. hands and fingers. Yeah, basically it's it's symbols. And who? Mm. And is this how modern um, um, indigenous men communicated, or or am I missing something? Uh, no, you're correct. The indigenous. Well, let me put it this way: before English, the indigenous language was sign language, and also you know, um, you know, each nation or. Uh, each indigenous nation had their own, you know, native tongue. Well, you are talking in terms like those African um, 
what were they called again? That use like they use click songs to make language. Is that kind of in reference? Oh no, that was uh, that was indigenous. Now sign language. Was, we're not talking about sound. When we say sign language. We're not referring to sounds made like with your mm -hmm. mouth or tongue. We're talking about hands used, mm -hmm. which the natives here did. They they used sign language. They were not speaking English. The white settlers that came here brought English to America. The first people that lived in the I, America. I never knew. Right. The first people that lived in the, in the Americas used sign language. I'm sending you now, Skysky, you're going to see it on your page, a picture of one of them using mm -hmm. the sign language. That's how they communicated. They used their hands in sign language. English was forced by the oppressor. It was not our choice mm -hmm. or preferred language. Never, ever, ever. Can you ask me a question, please? Please uh, let me ask you a question. What did this yeah, demeanor? Go ahead. In act, did this demeanor in which of communication enact more peace since there was no sound? Was it more peaceful in that era? When people did not use voice? And and if so, what did they say? Especially in in expressionism, if they were in pain, would they scream still and laugh if there were if there was something that was funny? How would you laugh in sign language? Basic human sentiment and expressionism. I'm just asking. We could the next part too. We could get back to that. Okay. I'm sorry to make this show. Um, is Warrior is Queen still here? Warrior is Queen. Okay. Yes, I'm still here. No, Warrior is Queen. Please answer Skysky's question. All right, where's your question again, Skysky? On part two, part two, I shall, I shall, I shall. Again, with the question, but on this platform and, and this time, since we are limited, let us go on so you can finish in, in peace. All right, what do you say, Sage? You can continue on. He's asking. We'll just cover it again next week. Alrighty then. Next week it is. So what I'll do is that I'll, you know, to be continued, you know, until next week, you know, with my material. It's not. It's not that I'm. Now, what we can wrap up, we have. such an intense tonight. It's very intense, and and it's not something that we should just let let go. In, in this regard, I, I, I suggest a part two that perhaps right. I can include some friends of mine who are historians right. that might bring some more information to the platform. 
Well, I want to thank you for your input. And just for the record, in America, there's a lot of history that would be classified as indigenous and African that's not widespread. Like now people are starting to share it because it's been covered up for many years. Like there are actual mounds and pyramids yeah. in the parks where I live. These were built by the indigenous yeah. and the African people, okay? These were here already before the white settlers came here. But children have gone to the park, playing in the park and stumbled over these pyramids and mounds. So now it's become a public knowledge. And, and, and you have people that are actually doing documentaries on this, that this history is now uncovered. So there's a lot of truths that are just starting to get taught. So we got to be patient with each other. We have to respect what each other is able to, to share as for each other's backgrounds and knowledge and experience. And we also have to be open to learn new information because this is new for a lot of us. A lot of these things were not being taught in our schools. A lot of these things were not being introduced or even shared with us till now. So we have to be open-minded and patient as we're getting this new information and become even diligent to study on our own and do research so we can know even more. But there's a lot yet for us to, to discover, a lot more. Respect. Respect. Mm -hmm. Highest respect. I love both so, of you. And we respect you and we thank you for all the information shared and the perspective and insight as well. All good information. Likewise, I'm grateful for the information that you impart upon me. And, and, and thank you, please. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we'll be back on next week. I think we'll do a part two on this because even the book itself, that first chapter is so significant because it lays the foundation for all the other layers in the second chapter. The first chapter of the book before the Mayflower I want to encourage everyone to please, if you don't have your mm -hmm. copy of that book, you can download it. You can go to Amazon.com and go mm -hmm. under the name of the book. Again, the title of the book is Before the Mayflower, A History of the Negro in America from 1619 to 1964. Mm -hmm. To understand the struggle, you have you to know think. when it began. Um, you you brought up a mm -hmm. magazine. Can you please recall? Because I, I sure, hear you. sure. That's why we're um, trying to this is the book. Sure, this, this is the book that we're right. This no, is the book that we're um, reading from. Okay. Now you're talking about the magazine I shared with you. Okay. Yes, I did okay. not hear the name of it. I oh, this book. I, I did not Mayflower. Before the Mayflower, the can book. you hear that? Is that yes. the book you're referring to? No, you okay. mentioned you were you were giving me some counsel about an hour prior. 
and you had mentioned a magazine in which you oh, okay fun times yes some tough print sure uh fun yes. times magazine yes. i want to encourage share? okay uh, that's all you have to know just do a google search under fun times yes. magazine you can order your copy online but it's fun a bi-monthly magazine okay that's all you need to know the name I'm sorry, what is that? If should I include capital should I include capital letters in the, the name or does it not matter on Google platform? I don't think it matters. Just make sure fun times, all the letters are together, not separated. Fun and times are together as one word. Okay. For the magazine, right. Fun times. Thank you. Magazine. Sure. I appreciate it. That magazine headquarters here in Philadelphia. That's where you live? That is where you reside in Philadelphia? Right. I reside in the city of Philadelphia in Pennsylvania. Okay. It's a lot of history just now being disclosed about Philadelphia. And Philadelphia is, is considered the, the city where history of this country, America, began. But what a lot of people refer to is George Washington, the Constitution. No, the history of America, the first people. You can dig and hey, dig and dig. And you will find the native people were here first and they established government first before George Washington, before all of the white founding fathers, there were black founding fathers. So we need to know that history too. We need to know the, the real American history that has been covered up for so many years. Well, we're gonna close for tonight and everyone will be back next Tuesday. We're going to continue. Warriorist Queen, thank you for the articles you shared. Very significant. And they did correlate with the book before the Mayflower. Um, so next Tuesday, we'll continue on. We'll do the part two of this, okay? How about, yes. So if you have any final closing remarks or comments you can make them now i just want to say you know the nandakahani until next time you know nigana everyone everybody all right peace and blessings good health to all next tuesday is february the 11th and for next tuesday we are going to continue on this will be part two of what we covered for tonight I do welcome everyone to join us again next week. Peace and blessings as well to all. Thank you.